for somewhere to go with it. Reverse is back for Fantenberg, covering the point. Fantenberg to Muzzin now, inching his way in. His shot swung out by Camilleri, and the Kings tie the game! Wow! You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Kings. Kempe ahead on a two-on-one with Lewis. Lewis moving in across to Kempe! Checked along and gets it over the blue line, back out to center. Look out, Adrian Kempe on side. Kempe score! Quick on his game tonight. Kempe scores! He has the hat trick. Now here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. My name is Jesse Cohen. This is all the Kings men. <laughs> Our Kings are off to a franchise best 5-0-1 start now. They play the next six games on the road against Columbus Blue Jackets, Toronto Maple Leafs, Ottawa Senators, Montreal Canadiens, Boston Bruins, and St. Louis Blues before returning back to us at Staples Center on November 2nd. That's two full weeks without Kings hockey, you guys, and that means it's time to watch the Ontario Reign. That's right. Kings fans, the Kings AHL affiliate plays their home opener this Friday at Citizens Business Bank Arena. And if you can't make it out to Friday's game against Bakersfield, fear not. They play another one Saturday night against Bakersfield again. I'm planning on heading out for the games. I encourage all of you to try and take in at least one of them. It's a chance to watch live hockey, which is always your best option. Uh, it's a chance to see future kings like Mike Amadio, uh, Alex Linton Yemi, and of course, Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell. Uh, plus, it is a great building. There's not a bad seat in the house. You get to hang out with a bunch of passionate Kings fans. Why, why wouldn't you go? I don't get it. Uh, in the meantime, as previously mentioned, the Kings extend their franchise best start to 5-0-1. They're the last team in the league without a loss in regulation. They still have the best penalty kill and goals against, and now they are tied for the eighth most potent offense in the league. Take that, Mike Milbury. Uh, Patrick O'Neill joined me following the game at Staples Center, and later we were joined by Daryl Evans. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast, and of course, rate and review us. Subscription links and recent episodes can be found at lakings.com slash podcast. Live here in the media room at Staples Center following the Kings 5-1 win over the Montreal Canadiens. I'm joined now by Patrick O'Neill. How are you doing today, Patrick? I'm great, Jesse. Why am I more nervous now talking to you for a podcast <laughs> than I am on these uh, these pre- and post-game shows? But I'll try to pull it together. I'm sure you'll do fine. So this is it, 5-0-1. Uh, we were just talking about it before we hit the record button. The best start in franchise history. <laughs> How good is this team right now? I mean, well, it's just, as I mentioned to you before we came on, it's so good to get these points now. I don't know how, how good the team is, but to to get these 11 points in six games and to be 5-0-1-1, and I think it's great confidence for the team to, to get off to the best start in franchise history because it's a lot of these guys that have have won Stanley Cups. and But to me, to, to see like a Michael Camilleri to get to, to see Adrian Kempe get this hat trick, to see that line, which hasn't contributed really all season long to come through, I think was, was big because you're going to need these four lines all year. I thought the second half of this game told the story. Admittedly, it's a short season so far, but told the story of this season. You can see the shot chart. Um, Carter goes down at the end of the first period. It's sort of a sloppy game. I, thought it was, I felt it was kind of a boring game through most of the second uh, mm-hmm. first I half. agree, yeah. Um, didn't, never really got a feel for anything. Carter's out. They start juggling the lines. But then this team, so far this year, you see it time and time again. If they have a slow start, mm. they battle back. They don't go away. They come back. And this was a backup goalie. This was a team that's mm. been struggling to score. The Kings are on a roll. And so as a Kings fan, you get that 
Oh man, here we go. We lost Carter. They're, right. They've only got one goal. We're yeah. gonna lose to a backup goalie. Well, it was a trap game, also, mm-hmm. right? Coming in, and, and you knew that she had some time off. You're off to this great start. This team did the uh, Habs had lost five in a row coming in, or four in a row, something like so, that. You know, they're, so they're the, one and five. And yeah. So and, and yeah, I'm looking at your shot chart, and I, I knew the second period looked boring, and according to your <laughs> shot chart, it, yeah. it absolutely was. But yeah, you know, but this is kind of what this Kings team has done. But to me, it's like it starts in the back end, and mm-hmm. what we're seeing from Jonathan Quick is unbelievable. There are absolutely no rebounds. He is so on his game right now. And that second pair, that third pair, you know, I mean, this is where we got to look for. And I think that Fattenberg and Follin, I think we're, we're seeing with, with Dowdy with his minutes down. And he told me today, Drew Dowdy told me today, I asked him about the minutes and I know other people have also. He says, we're not going to win every game. My minutes will probably go up. But he's matched up there with the top lines, top pairs. And, and uh it's just so. It's just a great start. It's unbelievable. I'm just shocked. It's unreal. Yeah. We we were saying before you. you it's an old phrase, but you can't win the cup in October and November, yeah. but you can lose it. Oh yeah. And so you look at teams like the Sharks or Edmonton the or Rangers, Anaheim, the Rangers, and the Habs. Montreal, yeah. And you say these are teams that that should be maybe where the Kings well, are. Sitting. You know, there's these these charts where we'll we'll say uh, percentages of teams making the playoffs. I mean, some of these teams like the Oilers, they'll you know percentage wise, you're not going to get to 90 points with a start like this. Yeah. And so your percentages of making the playoffs are 25, 30 percent. The Kings are at 75 before this game. It's absolutely huge to get off to a start like this. And the way that that John Stevens has it is that he's got these games broken down in segments, right? Five game segments. So we're in the second five game segment of the season, and you, know, you win, what, you win 9 out of 10 the first, and now you're off to a good start. I mean, this is absolutely perfect. I love the approach the Kings are taking. We talked, uh, Jack Jablonski and I did the last postgame podcast about Jack. about the all the scoring coming from the top six, and really from Kopitar and Brown. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Pearson, Swill, and Carter have chipped in, but most of the points coming from Kopitar and Brown, and, and we talked about that. Obviously, you're not concerned when it's working, but you get that feeling like, Kopitar and Brown are not going to score 100 points each mm-hmm. in a season. And so you have to have – there's going to be games like tonight yeah. where they're held off the board. Yeah. And we had expressed concern that Kempe and Camilleri and Dowd and mm-hmm. now Auger and Brodzinski hadn't managed to score yet. Mm-hmm. Tonight they <laughs> chip in with all five goals. Incredible. Uh, uh, depth is just yeah. hugely important. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, listen, we hope that Jeff Carter's okay. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, lower yeah. body injury, and, and uh, hopefully that's not serious. I didn't see it. I – I didn't see what happened in the first. I actually was driving in, stuck in a little bit of traffic because I'm not. Wor- I wasn't working tonight, and it's like I, t- you know, NBC took 12 games from Fox Sports West, and yeah. it kind of sucks because I so want to work these games, especially when you're off to a great start. So, um, you know, I miss whatever happened to him. But you know, Lord, word is that he got cut. I didn't. Oh, watch, that I right? obviously wasn't watching huh, the telecast. Lower body injury and a cut, his, huh? On his ankle, apparently. On his ankle. So yeah. did the puck hit him, or do we know no, what happened? Gate. He a went s- backward into the boards, and uh, their feet collided. Oh. This is all. As you're listening to sure. this, more information will come out Kings yeah, fans, yeah. but we're reacting to it immediately following the game. Yeah, what do most people listen to this like way later? Well, I'll post it first. Wait, we're tomorrow not morning. live? We are not live. <laughs> no idea. Uh, but yeah, so hopefully Carter won't be out of the lineup too much, but as long as mm-hmm. Kempe and, and Camilleri, and look, I don't know if Augur's the answer. I mean, they were jumbling the lines all night. They've so. been jumbling the lines all year. Yeah. And, and you're right, because like you know what Carter had the leading scorer for the Kings last year leading goal scorer leading scorer hasn't scored a goal yet and now he left the game and they still win this game you know which has brought up a trap game I'm not the only one that brought this up former players that are talking to us that this was a worrisome game coming into this you know because this is a team coming off back you know played last night lost they lost so many games and I was very impressed with uh, the way they played but to me Jonathan Quick 
is a guy that, that makes the key saves that people don't necessarily see all the time, don't talk about. And, and, and that's why this team is off to such a great start. Well, they are still, I mean, they're the only unbeaten team yeah. in regulation. And they have the lowest goals against. And a huge, yeah. I mean, Kemper yeah. was fine. And, in his, and the in his penalty game win, kills but, number one, too, mm-hmm. right? But Jonathan Quick, like you mentioned, is. He's uh, a man. He's healthy. And then, you know, I don't know how much Kemper is going to play, but it's great for, for Quick to get off to this quick start like this. Right? No pun intended. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it was intended. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean,. We've talked about it a lot, but last year, Quick obviously goes out, misses 60 games, uh-huh. uh, Toffoli gets hurt, Kopitar gets hurt, Gabrick gets hurt, and there's all this talk about what's gone wrong with the franchise, and they make the changes in the front office, and you know maybe those were necessary, maybe they weren't, but, but this team comes back healthy, as you mentioned, and all of a sudden you remember they've got a Norris Trophy winner, a Selkie winner, mm-hmm. a Vezina finalist, a Conn Smythe winner, you know, just up and down the lineup, this is a team that, that should be capable of putting together a run but like it's this all than those, they have. It's all these players, but it's a different coaching staff, mm-hmm. right? It's a new coach. It's Daryl Sutter brought the two Stanley Cups, and but the players had a big part of that, right? A lot of veteran guys, a lot of those guys are gone, but a lot of them remain. But there's a new mood. There's a this, right? You've heard about this weight that's been lifted, mm-hmm. right? There's a, there's a sense of fun. There's a sense of um, there's still responsibility and uh, discipline, but there's a freedom that these players are able to go out there and make plays, right? But if you don't have the puck, as John Stevens said today, everybody's the same. But when players have the puck, then we let our players do what they can do. And um, Kempe's got skill, but he hadn't had the finish, right? All Swedish, no finish? Yeah. (laughs) But it was great to see him finish. And that Mm -hmm. second goal had me off my feet. I was was sitting upstairs. uh, Some friends were allowing me to sit uh, with them since I don't have tickets. But... You know, I, I just used my charm to get where I got to go here. But that second goal to me was uh, just fantastic. And that with the stick breaking over his leg and that hold the patience and to, and to go top. That it was reminded cool. me a little bit of Kopitar's first goal. You're right. Uh, against the Ducks, whatever it was, 10 years ago now. <laughs> I think Sean O'Donnell but, uh, was on the ice, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, Off of Chris Pronger. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and he, you know, waits out Jaguar and, and, you know, curls to the left and, and pops it up. and True. And, you know, for years, uh, you know, I've been a Kings fan for, I don't know, over two decades, and <clears throat> my father and I, we always talk about the moments that players really become Kings, mm. right? Because obviously you got guys that come in and go out, and, you know, a guy like Trent Klatt. Was Trent Klatt ever really a King? Like, I don't know, he played here, <laughs> but, you know, nobody remembers Trent Klatt. I mean, no. I remember Trent Klatt, I like them, but, but then there's players that even if they're only here for a brief period of time, they do something or they have a moment that, yeah. that makes them in the fans' mind a true king. I thought we saw two of those moments tonight. Okay. One was Kempe, right? Obviously, this is he scores a hat trick, he has his coming out. He's been here for more than, you know, he's been here for a while, but tonight, yeah, he's a king. Okay, so is there another player you're thinking yeah. of? Interesting. I'm trying to think. Was, it, fan, was it. it Fanberg on trying to break up a two-on-one? No, but it was his partner, uh, Foley. Oh, interesting. When he takes Galchenyuk into the boards, into the boards. and there dumps him. I was, that was going to go there. <laughs> interesting, yeah. And I saw the hit, and Galchenyuk had been the one, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, to hit Camel era to hit to Foley earlier. You're right. Uh, I, I think you're right. I heard it on the radio, I think. Yeah. Get him up high. So I'm watching. the penalty? Yeah. Right. right and right. I'm watching, and all of a sudden I see a, a, a Hab player go feet up into the King's mm. bench, and, I, and I'm up off my feet looking to the TV yeah. to see, because I couldn't tell if it was Follin or Fantenberg. I keep waiting to see about like Follin. Like mm-hmm. what? What? What are we? What did other teams miss? Like what did the Minnesota miss? Like what are we? Because no uh, everything idea. I've seen from him is he's been spot on, and I, I'm I'm asking Sean O'Donnell. I'm like, hey, what? What's going on here? Why? Why am I seeing a guy that looks 
really, really solid defensively. Doesn't look soft to me. He's taking the body. Is is sound defensively. Moves the puck well. He's been great so far. Great job. But again, you know, you got to tip tip the cap to what Rob Blake and you know the entire front office is done put this team together they're all in to win jesse right you feel it i mean 100%. you feel it i feel it like this team is like they're they're planning on making the top three in the division and they're they're going to set themselves up to to win in the playoffs that's what they're all in this is this is no joke yeah it really isn't it's funny i was watching a facebook live video from uh, ontario rain uh, hmm. the ontario rain account and they were talking to mike fuda and uh, coach others and uh, I'm blanking. Oh, and Jarek Stoll was there. Oh. And they were talking about the development staff and how it's one of the bigger staffs in the league and how they focus on positional play and, you know, all the minor details and everything. And you mentioned the the thing that Rob Blake saw in Foley and that, that maybe other teams didn't. And, you know, I've been taken to calling him Swedish Matt Green because he came in to the Kings at about the same time in Matt Green's career. They're about the same size. They're both big, right-handed non-flashy defenseman, but I bumped into O'Donnell tonight and Matt Green together, and I weed myself just a little, because those two dudes are huge. Yeah, I feel like Matt Green a little more physical than mm-hmm. Folan. Give him time, though. It, well, no, I mean, yeah, Folan's not a rookie, right? right? That's the thing that I like about that third pair, is that, it, you know, because coming into the season, I don't know what you thought, we saw Gravel and we saw Ledoux at the end of last year, whether it was 20, 15 games, like, all right, well, with a nice offseason and, and a training camp, that's going to be our third pair. Not not at all. The, you know, the, Rob Blake and, and all these guys had a – you know, we need some experience. We, mm-hmm. we can't mess around here. They found – they absolutely stole Fantenberg, and they they, they get Folan. I mean, it's, it's just a great job. They've been fantastic. They have, and hopefully, right, obviously the def- – the, the, um, excuse me, the development team will mm-hmm. will mold them. Not that those – not that they're not – uh, the type of players. Well, everyone's got to stay need, healthy. You just yeah. worry about depth, right? It's yeah. a long season, so you know, and that's a big concern. I imagine is, is just the depth in the organization. We got to see McDermott a little bit. We still have Ledoux and Gravel, so a little bit of depth there. That's not too bad, right? No, and we see tonight uh, Justin Auger's first game in the NHL yeah. talking about big fellas. Yeah. Um, it's huge, just yeah, huge dude. Yes, I mean with Clifford. See, when, when Clifford got hurt, that mm-hmm. does that throws things off a little bit. I mean, no Andreoff can fit, but you, you're missing some muscle, some toughness a little bit. Um, and I, I know he was excited, um, but that's the fourth line. Now that, that you know, forget about third, fourth, that whatever the third line was. The, the third line is the shore line. Yeah, and Shore had to move up with Carter out. Do you notice, right? I mean, that, and that's when I first Shore's noticed been, it was seeing him yeah. in between Pearson and Toffoli yeah. and saying, "What the what?" He's such a great playmaker. Yeah. He's so good. He, he's really, really he does not get enough credit. And and the Lewis play to Kempe, the pass, you know, that was a huge goal. Lewis is on fire. He's playing great. You know, we uh, we like to remind people on uh, Team TRH that um, Lewis was taken in the first round. I yeah. mean, this is a guy. I, I'm not sure why he and Shore as a pair, uh, at least last year they struggled to score, because both of them, as you mentioned, have skills and abilities, and I've seen Shore set multiple players up with beautiful passes that for whatever reason just didn't convert on. And I don't know, maybe breaking them up, as much as you love to have that unit, and, and when Clifford's healthy, Clifford, Shore, and Lewis is a great shutdown line, mm-hmm. but maybe for now the key is spreading them around. Well, they were a great shutdown line, but they were a great offensive line, yeah. right? They were they really were, like I felt, aside from the, the Kopitar line, um, uh, better than the Carter line. They were so good. Then the Clifford injury, you're like, oh man, that messes that all up. But then Andreoff can s- play similarly to what Clifford 
can bring. So I understand that perfectly. Um, but I don't like taking Shore and Lewis apart. I, mm. I like keeping those two together. I really do. But if, if injury, if Carter's hurt for any extended time, I understand. But Kempe proved something to me today that, that that's a third, that's a, a center, that up the middle, that strength up the middle, to me, that's the story of the game. Adrian Kempe's play was huge. We'd heard for months, if not years, about how fast Adrian Kempe mm-hmm. is, right? And especially with a guy with hair like his, you can <laughs> physically see how fast he is. So right? good looking. Yeah, Jesus. well, you know, I haven't had hair like that <laughs> since I was in high school. But 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 he struggled to put it together and, and convert that speed into scoring. You know, even in the AHL, you know, there were issues, you know, he, he wasn't living up to the hype, let's just say. Not that, right. he was, not that he wasn't playing well. And when he was called up last year, there were some talk that maybe the NHL would suit his game better because he would be, you know, that speed would translate to better line mates. I heard and, that. You know, yeah. it didn't really work out last year, but if this season, if this is the Kempe we're going to see, if this is now somehow he's just taken a while to sort it out to put it together... Um, the well, ceiling on this team just goes up another level. If the if the word on the street in the AHL is that you know he wasn't wasn't able to finish, I don't see how that's going to then translate and he'll be able to finish in the NHL with the better goaltenders. But confidence-wise, being a young player to come out and put up a hat trick uh, was he, just the second goal alone was to me was man. Third one wasn't too bad either. No, <laughs> but I mean. What a great moment for him. And, yeah, you know, it's not going to happen every night, but at least in the back of his mind, because mm-hmm. he was all over the ice. He was flying out there. He was great. The speed was there. But but uh, I, a lot of these guys need to believe. There needs to be belief inside, and I think he got it tonight. Joining us now, surprise guest, Daryl Evans. How are you doing, Daryl? I am wonderful after a Kings victory. Yeah, Patrick and I were just waxing... Uh... Waxing poetic about how good the team looks. Uh, what did you like tonight? Let's just start with Adrian Kempe. Well, I, you know, I think Kempe took advantage of a situation with Carter going down uh, at the end of the first period. You know, you look for somebody to step up, and uh, it was an opportunity, a stage for him. And to his credit, uh, he started to shine there, especially in that third period. So both he and Camilleri had a huge factor in the game, and Kings have been looking for some secondary scoring aside from the Kopitar line and Carter's line, and they got it tonight, and it uh, looked like an easy victory at the end. Let me ask you, Daryl, about just confidence for, for a player like Adrian Kempe. Can he, is this something that a player can use and say, you know what, now that I – it's not going to happen every night, but he can say, you know what, yeah, I did it. I did it, and maybe he can maybe not squeeze the stick so tight. I think for sure, and I think it probably also will say a lot for the, a lot of the other young guys, you know, guys like Ayafalo, uh, you know, who's out there, uh, Brodzinski when he was up, and, you know, you got Auger and these type of guys, that these guys are going to be given a, you know, a, a good enough chance and just go out and relax and play the game. And, you know, it's not like they've got to carry the weight of the team on their shoulders. They're in a situation where they're playing as a supporting cast. And tonight, you know, they stepped to the forefront. And you could just see, like, when he went in on that breakaway, that, that, that goal that he pulled around the goaltender, it looked like he scored a couple of hundred goals in the NHL, so it is confidence, and anybody that plays with confidence is going to be a distance, so much more relaxed out there, and that's what we saw in his game. It's not going to happen every night, as you said, Patrick, but hopefully it's something that will carry on. At least he can take in the next game. He's got a good feeling going in, knowing that he can do it. Not too many kids score a hat-trick that early in their career. We mentioned uh, Folan dumping Galchenyuk into the Kings bench uh, a period after the hit on Safoli. How important is it for the rest of the team to see a guy like that? Well, I think when you look at that pairing with Fantenberg and, and, and Folin, they've actually provided some pretty good physical play. Uh, you know, 
the game's not nearly as physical as it used to be a couple of years ago. But you know, Folan's a big body out there, and he's not afraid to take the body. He, you know, he's gone out there and he's, you know, he's put himself in the direction. But anytime that you, you know, you come up with a hit like that, you see a player near, nearly leave the entire, you know, the the, the surface and, and go into a team's bench. It's, it, you know, gets everybody riled up, especially when it happens in your home building. And <laughs> the crowd loved it. I know the Kings bench loved it. And then from what is a guy like Folan that does it, it, it's even a little bit more of a boost. You know, he, it's just a one way of him just getting kind of embraced by his new teammates. Uh, the Kings, the Kings core does a great job at embracing new players, but something like that is just something that uh, you can have a lot of fun with. Patrick, you've been around the team a long time. You traveled with them to China. Uh, a lot of it has been made over the last 10 years or so about how closely knit this team is, how they're all there for each other. They're a brotherhood. They're a unit. Um, a start like this, how much do you think that that'll, they'll feed off of that and how much does that help that bond? I mean, I truly think they're, they're going to keep the one game at a time uh, approach. I mean, I, I hate to sound boring, but I think that they absolutely move right on to the next game and, and the road trip. Uh, and, and, and that's a fantastic approach because of all the leaders that are in that room. And, and, and there's, there's only, I don't know how many guys are left that, that won, you know, the two cups or even the, the last one. But there's still a good chunk of that. But you go into that room. Uh, after a skate or after a practice and um, it's there's no overhype you know they've done it they've been there before and, and the leaders that have won and, and the, the younger guys just buy into it so um, it's a great start but these guys won cups you know it doesn't really matter it's nice but if if I was to ask Andre Kopitar Dustin Brown what do you think about the the best start in franchise history <laughs> they don't care right. I really don't think they care I don't know what you think Daryl I hate speaking you know what you said just speaks volumes Patrick they're looking for a good finish not a good start yeah. it's how you play in June not you know and, and I don't want to say these games are meaningless but uh, I, I think it's that game to game approach you know they'll enjoy this one tonight it's nice you know they'll probably enjoy it a little bit tomorrow when they get to practice after that they're going to park it they got a tough road trip coming up they're going to go into some pretty tough buildings uh, all the teams that they're going to play on this trip played in the playoffs last year they're going to play some fast teams you're going to play some physical teams so they're going to be really put to a challenge and you know I think when you you don't have to look past the guy between the pipes I think he's the one that really <laughs> steers the ship uh you know just his attitude and approach you know you don't know if he's won a game he won the Stanley Cup he won the Consmite Trophy he's just in there and he just keeps kicking pucks out and you know it, it, you know the guys get excited when they score goals but they also take just as much pride blocking a shot, killing a penalty. You look at the Kings penalty kill, the success that they've had. Best in the NHL. You know, the power play now is connected in three straight games. So it's great to go on the road when you're going to play six straight. Now the opposition gets a last change, but you've got a lot of favorable things moving forward for you. Well, I want to thank both of you for joining me. Daryl, thanks. My pleasure. Anytime. Patrick, thank you. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, Kings fans. The Kings go 5-0-1 for the best start in franchise history. Head out to the road. Subscribe to the podcast. Keep listening. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, see you.